Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. You will never know the truest character of the light until the darkness surrounds you. You'll never appreciate all that it gives and provides until your need for it becomes, oh, so desperate. So don't forsake these moments. Don't despise them. Instead, open your eyes as wide as you can and take in all that the experience is present to teach you. Learn the lessons of this temporary season so that it might become a blessing for all eternity and a help to aid others on their journey. There is opportunity for learning in everything that God brings us through. So don't run from the lesson, close your ears, or harden your heart so that you miss it. But rather instead embrace the situation and ask him, what is it that you are trying to teach me in it? Because you see, the immature, they stay on the playground running from the teacher, pretending to be ready already for the life and labor that is ahead of them. These are they that will never amount to much in the kingdom. These words may seem harsh, my friends, but I assure you that they are the reality. But yet then there are those who, though they do enjoy a short recess from time to time, are disciplined and willing to come back into the classroom When the teacher calls them to sit still and be quiet and listen and learn the lessons of the season, to be challenged, to be instructed, to be taught new tactics and await new assignments. These are the ones that grow that advance, that mature into those who will be trusted with the more in God's kingdom. Luke chapter 19 verse 17 says this, And he saith unto him, Well, thou good servant, because that thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou now authority over ten cities. See, in this parable, this servant had been faithful with a very little thing that God had given him, had left him in charge of something that was not even his own that belonged to another man. And God said to him in the end, because he was faithful in it, because he didn't try to steal it, because he didn't claim it as his own, because he was a good steward of it, because he multiplied it and gave it back into the master's hand in better condition than he received it. 
Then God trusted him with not only greater and more, but with that which was his own. To this, Jesus tells us that if you cannot be trusted with that which belongs to another, then how can a master ever trust you to give you something of your own to look after? Because he that is faithful in the least is going to be faithful in much, but also he who is unjust in the least will be unjust in much. So that we understand that the things that we are doing right now is proving what he can trust us with in eternity or what he can't. Because there is purpose for us in the world to come if we show him that we can be trusted that we will be good servants to the master working in selfless, sacrificial obedience. He's looking for good shepherds, not those trying to build their own kingdom. Because the reality is this, that God is preparing a people to do the work of his kingdom. Because God will crown us kings and priests and give us great authority in the life that is to come. We get glimpses of it throughout the scripture. The word is sure and true that God is preparing a people to do the work of his kingdom. These are they that are born of adversity, who are taught in humility, who grow in power, understanding wisdom and responsibility. Those who are willing to endure the dark seasons in order to learn the true nature of the light in a way that others have not. To be so dependent on it that they become saturated and entangled with it, that there is no separating them from it or it from them, that they then become one in the same and can then go out into the darkness carrying his presence and be the example of what the light really looks like to those who need to see it in order to believe it. Otherwise, the darkness just multiplies. So let us pray, Lord, we thank you for even the dark nights of our life. Those moments when all that we can see is our desperate need for your light, your truth, your hope, your presence, your countenance, you. When all our other senses fail us. And only seem to enhance our fears, uncertainty, confusion, and worry. It is in these moments that we realize our desperate need for a road to Damascus moment. The brightness of your countenance revealing the truth of the darkness around us and in us to us. The revelatory, life-changing, grace-outpouring, sin-illuminating, path-lighting, situation-transforming, worship-birthing, enlightening, refocusing power of God. Lord, we cannot even see ourselves as we truly are until we can see you as you are. That you are more than us and more than enough for us. We are so clearly reminded of that in our moments of darkness when we cry out and you show up to save us, to change us, and to illuminate the way of salvation to us that is only found in you 
Christ Jesus, who is the light of the world, the cure for the darkness. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we read that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of all the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Such an amazing physical explanation of the beginning of creation. Yet we see the flip side of it in John chapter 1, verse 1. We see a more spiritual representation of what took place in this moment when John tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And that light shined in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. I think that maybe Paul got a very glimpse of this radiance on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9 verse 3 when we read his account when he says, And as he journeyed, and came near to Damascus, suddenly there shined all around him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth, and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to continue to kick against these pricks. My friend, don't fight the hardships. Many times, just like Paul, they're meant to cause you to get into alignment with God's will and path for your life so that he can restore your sight. He can open your blinded eyes. He can cause the darkness to be pierced by the light of his countenance, the truth, the revelation of who he really is. Only by his grace can you grab hold of it because the darkness cannot comprehend it. Let go of the darkness around you. Let go of the pride and the arrogance, of the hatred, the bitterness, the offense. Become teachable. Let him shine the light on every corner of your life. Let him illuminate the things in your heart that need to depart from you. Sit in his presence and his countenance will change you. Get to know the real him, even if you've got to do it through a hard situation. Whatever it takes to break the pride and the arrogance and the lies that is separating. In John chapter 3 verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that does not believe on him is condemned already. Because that he has not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God, which his name literally means salvation, that he is able to save you from your sin, do you believe in him? Because the passage continues to say this, that this is the condemnation that comes upon those who don't believe. That the light is come into the world, 
But men rather loved the darkness than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hates the light, neither do they come to the light, lest their deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth does come to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they were wroth in God. Lord, let us never run from reproof, from correction, or even from the hard seasons that you might bring us to and through to show us areas of darkness. When you shine the light of your radiant countenance upon us, let us run to it, be cleansed, changed, be made aware of our need for repentance and humility. Let us always be willing to come and sit at your feet like Mary who you yourself said, did what was needed. We've all heard the saying that the darkest hour is right before dawn. My friend, for David, his darkest hour was in a lion's den. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their darkest hour was in a fiery pit. Oh, but what glory lied on the other side of it for Jesus, his darkest hour was in a grave. But when all these things were endured with faith, people were saved because of it, my friend, for Jesus. Resurrection power lied on the other side of it. For David, the resurrection of a nation. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it changed a generation. Don't run from the dark, my friend. You have no reason to be afraid of it. Because God will not leave or forsake you in it. He will take your hand and be with you in the midst of it. He will lead you through it. Put your faith in him to do it. Learn the lessons and deliver the message that he needs you to. Because he does nothing for no reason. It's always for your good. To deliver a message to others of his greatness, his faithfulness and to bring him glory in the process oh lord use us equip us build our faith and strength by the power of your holy spirit put a boldness in us and if you live and breathe on the inside of me then help us as you did to shine as lights in the darkness This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.